Yeah, this, this is kind of what I'm attempting to get at is just kind of getting past all the wordage and just getting to the the foundation of the entire article. It's kind well, of I mean, here's the thing, right? It, it's we need to be open source and transparent about a lot of different things. And so what I'm trying to do is put together different things that are open source that people can go out and independently verify on their own. And we have the blockchain now to do that. We can now go back and see what happened in the past to be like, hey, what's happening in the future, right? And we've never really had that ability before because everything's been whitewashed, right? History's been whitewashed. We don't know some of the things that happened in the Civil War, in World War One, in World War II, the false flags, right? All this stuff. Now we can go back like, hey, this, this stuff is weird that was happening in the past, right? It's about proof of publication to where journalists and the media sphere can't overwrite history, right? History is, is, is uncorruptible at this point because of Bitcoin. Um, and so I think it's a very interesting way to um, express in research and journalism, whatever you want to call it, that new realm that we're dealing in, right? And we're back with a very fun episode today. We're actually joined on the live stream with the one and infamous Gmani Pepe, man. How are you feeling? Uh, how you feeling this morning? Dude, incredible Pepe physical art on your back wall right now. That is incredible. Yo, I'm excited to be here. Today is actually a very special day. Um, today is 11:22, and for those that you know are aware, you know JFK was assassinated on this frightful morning. And so, um, yeah, today today's a, a interesting day that we're doing this because some of my research actually ties directly back to JFK and Executive Order 11110. So, yeah, an interesting day to do this. It, it <laughs> I got to say, though, where'd you get the, the Pepe artwork? Is that by Pepe Nardo? Is that the physical stuff? Or where'd you get that? Yeah, that is a oil painting by an anonymous artist. I don't <laughs> know who did it. But yeah, it's an oil painting. Uh, and it is Andrew Jackson. So Andrew Jackson, Old Hickory. Uh, it's actually part of my project where I, uh, you know, create and have artists create artwork that relate to um, I think some of this this research that I've been doing. And so, yeah, that's Andrew Jackson as a Pepe. Um, Old Hickory is the asset on Counterparty, and the artist is still unknown, but um, yeah. Now, so everybody who knows, we talked offline, but G-Money Pepe is the Bitcoin G-Money. Y'all know G-Money on Ethereum, but th he's the OG Bitcoiner G-Money. So here we go. Not the shit coiner, guys. We're big, <laughs> I'm a toxic Bitcoin maximalist. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Patrick on YouTube said, "Greetings from Kekistan." So, uh, nice. <laughs> greetings to you, Adam. How you feeling now? You're day two away from the island. You're at home with with family. How's it feel? How you feeling? I love it. It's warmed up today, man. It's good to be back in the states. You know, you come back. Anybody who's lived overseas, you you remember when you move back to or or come back, visit, revisit your home country. Uh, everything just feels easy uh that's the way it is when you when you return home after god knows 30 I, i've lived outside of the u.s longer than i lived in the u.s like Ooh. crossing that line was pretty uh pretty crazy um but it's always very comfortable coming back home man adam's eating punk pumpkin pie all weekend. <laughs> all weekend chris bro i got my pumpkin spice you know latte <laughs> and stuff man this is living the dream man living the dream GMG yo uh, welcome back, Adam. Uh, happy to see that you're pumpkined out. I'm sure that you're just going crazy. So funny to see. Um, good to be back with the Pepe squad. We do these shows every single week. Um, it's kind of the the highlight of the week. So got into it with Chi Money uh, last week or two weeks ago. And man, he was just, you and Adam were just going in together. So 
super stoked to get into it today. The Pepe, Pepe community supports us in a big way. So happy to run these spaces and uh, let's keep it going. And last but certainly not least, our favorite ordinal and Bitcoin analytic person and the creator of the Dog Friends Protocol, Dogfather. Uh, how you feeling? Hey guys, GM, GM. Feeling great. Hump day is Pepe day. We all know that. Really looking forward to listening to the one of the biggest OGs in the space. So let's hear some alpha, man. Some some number stuff. I love numbers. I'm a number nerd. Oh my god, you're gonna love this, man. <laughs> G money. Where, where should we actually begin? Where's the where's like the yeah, starting point? Like, let, let's just begin. That, pin that we should hang all the rest of this on top of. Man. Yeah, let's just begin with like, guys. I am never. I was never a numerology guy. Okay, I wasn't the kooky guy that has crystals out and like does all this crazy stuff. I'm like a, you know, kind of truck driving like dude who you know lifts weights, does jujitsu, and like this stuff was all unknown to me until a couple years ago, and so. Don't take any of this as like fact, right? Like I'm going to back everything up with actual sauce, but I'm not trying to convince anybody of any of this stuff I, I've uncovered, right? Like this is up to the individual to make up their own mind if they are comfortable and if they see this, the pattern, the signals of, you know, some of this Pepe lore that we're going to go into today. But yeah, like, let's keep it fun. Um, some of this stuff is really serious, but at the same time, like, I think we can keep it fun. We can keep it exciting and we can keep it rolling with just like, hey, what exactly is going on in the universe? Um, and, you know, so what I like to also say is, you know, the highest form of ignorance is when you reject something you don't know anything about. And that's a quote by Wayne Dyer. And so I don't like to reject anything. I like to have an open mind about everything. And I like to try to make put these pieces together and make my own truth out of like what I'm ingesting, you know, and so people nowadays right from a few years ago if i would have told you hey an elite group of pedophiles run the world and they want to run everything through the you know through the control of the central banks like a couple of years ago everyone thought you know this guy's out of his freaking mind okay COVID happens all the stuff is happening central bank digital currencies are happening and now it's kind of like people are like wait a minute wait a minute something is not right in the world right the trajectory we are going humanity is going is on a path that is unsustainable for freedom and for transparency if we do not win this battle of currency right this is a battle of currency this is like the last stand for humanity if they control every single transaction that we're able to make as humans they literally control everybody and that's that's really not um you know that's a hyperbole that's that's legitimately what's what's going to happen in this and so um over the years i've done lots of research into trump into QAnon, into all these other crazy conspiracies and so this entire like thing is a little complicated, okay? It's not gonna make sense to a lot of people at first. And so what people have to do is they have to kind of listen to this maybe a few times, maybe marinate in their brain so that they start to understand the frequency, the vibration, right? The energy, right? Tesla talked about frequency, energy, vibration as being kind of the secret of the universe. And so the more you get in tune with that frequency, you'll start to see these patterns show up, okay? And that's what happened to me. I kept seeing these patterns and I was like, what is this crap? Why does it keep slapping me in the face? <laughs> oh man, we are in store for an amazing episode. I have a few notes before we really do dive into this. First, the top Pepe sales of the week. The top sale was Pepe Beef Taxi for 2.2 ETH. Wow, that is a quite low price. Package claim 1.79 ETH. Boys Club 1.5 ETH. Hard Pepe Fork 1 ETH. Fire Ass Pepe point. 6942 and let's funk walk 
for 0.69 with man amazing episode i also have one shout out uh from mr 703 uh we got in contact with him recently we've been talking with him at emblem vault the iconic rare pepe collector and uh that person who claimed 703 crypto punks uh he was actually the first person to vault a rare pepe in emblem vault back in february of 2021 so he said to say hello and we're off for thanksgiving heading right into pepe numerology this is going to be a lot of fun and i highly recommend if you have a chance to watch on or follow this on the video live stream we will be um following along a bunch of these deep kafifi digs um part one and part two um i'm pulling up part one right now uh, so G money, let's just start off right to the top. You gave us an incredible intro. I'm, I'm hyped. I feel like I'm running right into a, a conspiracy documentary, which are one of my favorites. So, uh, let's get it going, dude. What, what's, why is this called the Kafifi dig? I know this is Kofefe, like, a, yeah, yeah. Kofefe, so yeah, like why, what is um, this? Well, and so from what people understand, like nobody knew what Trump tweeted back in on May 31st, 2017, I believe. And so you've got this thing called Kofefe, right? And people are like, what is this tweet called Kofefe? Like it went viral, right? Hundreds of thousands of people retweeted it. They thought Trump was an idiot. And like, you know, what exactly is this Kofefe? What does it mean? You know? And so at first I, I didn't know what it meant. I, I had no clue. And um, again, this is years of research that have kind of culminated to kind of this future proves past to where like things in the future happen. And then we can go back to the past to feel like, hey, like what is going on here? But the whole idea here is that, um, you know, the the central bank, you know, the Federal Reserve is like this Rome burning type of thing, right? We're, we're kind of like Rome in this empire that's ruled for a long time. And our, our society, our system is kind of burning to the ground in some sense, because we are devaluing our currency, right? We're trying to police the world. We're trying to, um, you know, cut off people from from banking, like our SWIFT system and all this stuff. And so this is kind of the intro of like, hey, this is kind of like Rome burning. This is Trump fiddling. Um, fiddling, uh, you know, the, the the violin, which as we know, Nero did when Rome was burning, right? And so that is kind of the essence of, of the Kofefe dig is, hey, you know, the central bank system is failing, and maybe Bitcoin is the one that is going to um, replace the system. So if you kind of scroll down a little bit, um, we can go into this a little bit more and keep going down there. And so even the Federal Reserve has, a, has something on their website where it talks about, you know, how they devalued currency, and they did a little game with kids where they showed, hey, like, if we give kids this, this money and then we inflate it. You know, this talks about the actual uh, fall of the Roman Empire. The Federal Reserve put this out funny enough. And so keep scrolling down there a little bit. And what we're gonna say is, you know, Trump kind of said, hey, like, um, you know, maybe there's some deep meaning behind a mistweet of Kofefe. Maybe you guys aren't really looking into what exactly Kofefe means. And so this this horse ends up, ends up you know, winning this, this race. And so, um, but the essence comes down to, to numerology in some sense, to, to just kind of skip ahead. And if we want to um, understand the elements of this entire piece, we have to understand Trump. We have to understand QAnon. We have to understand JFK, Executive Order 11110. We have to understand Pepe and we have to understand Bitcoin. Okay, so like I said, this is kind of complicated. I've put this all together in kind of this 40,000 foot view, but... What I want people to start putting in their head is this numerology of 315 to where people start feeling like, well, what is 315? 
Okay, like 315 is the essence of this. And so if you take Kofefe at its at its you know at its actual meaning, C is three, right? O is 15, B is 22. So if you get this 315, 315, 315. If you see the tweet, it was done on May 31st. And so the 315 doesn't necessarily need to be in the correct order of 315. It could be a 531, it could be a 135. And so I'm just saying these numbers that are being put out into the universe have some sort of a pattern. I'm not so claiming... three, one, 315 is our first is this first number that we should be paying attention to is what you're saying. Correct. 315 is like the essence of what we should be paying attention to. And so why 315? Well, 315, 315, people know is the Ides of March. Okay. This is the day Julius Caesar was assassinated. It's the day that all debts are settled, right? In a system under the Roman Empire. It is also funny enough, Andrew Jackson's birthday. Okay. So for those that don't know, Andrew Jackson. Um, he was, you know, known as the president that basically ended the central bank of the United States. Okay. His claim to fame as being president was really ending that, um, you know, that den of vipers as he called it. And so funny enough, his birthday was 315 and Trump actually put him in the Oval Office in the portrait just a few days into his presidency. Okay. And so if we keep scrolling down there a little bit, we will get to um, oh, and there's COVID. This says emphasis on COV, right? AK yeah. 315-20. Correct. Right. And so, um, you know, again, Andrew Jackson's born on 315. He's he's the guy known for destroying the central bank of the United States. And so funny enough, Donald Trump read this saying, it says, can you imagine a president taking on the Federal Reserve System today? That's what Andrew Jackson did in 1832 and changed America forever. Jackson was once quoted, um, how would you clean up the corruption in Washington, D.C.? And his re reply was drain the swamp. Funny enough, Donald Trump actually retweeted this with a 153 in it, okay? And so if you go back to actually when he retweeted this, I didn't put it in this actual thing, but if you go back to his tracker, there's a 153 in this in this retweet. I forget if it's 1153 or whatever. And so um, we've got Devin Nunes, who we believe is also, you can keep going down there, we've, who's also part of um, you know Trump's inner circle. He retweets this thing on, on 315. And so... Um, as we continue down this rabbit hole, um, you can keep going down there a little bit. I, do, I don't want to gloss over that one, though. Uh, okay, just sure. Three plus one plus five. Uh, or sorry, three times 15 is 45, right? And Trump's obviously the 45th president. So And Satoshi Nakamoto's birthday claimed to be April 5th. Okay. So um, April 5th is obviously, you know, the pseudonym for um, Satoshi. His birthday was April 5th. Okay. I got, I got a question before. Where, before. where do we get that number from? I've never heard that before. Yeah, so in the Bitcoin forums, he put his yeah. birthday as April 5th. Okay. Yeah. So four or five, right? Four, four, five, five. correct. Another four or five. Yep, yep. When, you, when you're and making so, these, you know, when you're making these parallels between, you know, ideas and numbers, um, are you look? is this, do you consider this like a correlation? Is it, is it a causation? Um, like how close... Um, of a reference between these numbers and and all of these actions that happen in reality, do, do you see that holding together? So, How, so if, yeah, yeah. If you just take like letters to numbers, right? Like Pepe, for instance. Let's just take Pepe. Okay. So Pepe, if you just take it numbers to letters, is sixteen five sixteen five, which is a repeating number sequence. Which is sixteen plus five would be twenty one twenty one, right? Or if you subtract it, it would be eleven eleven. So even if you post a Pepe, right, could be a rare Pepe, it could just be a funny gift, could be whatever it is. When you post that Pepe, you're actually putting numbers into the universe. Like you're putting 2121 and you're putting 1111 into the universe, okay? I don't exactly know what that means, okay? I just know that 
the number, the image, everything, you're putting out this frequency. And so for those that understand, you know, 666, the devil, like there's this intergalactic battle possibly happening in the, you know, in the ecosphere that we don't really see, right? We can't really see it, but maybe you can feel it sometimes where you're like, hey, like, you know, this, this energy feels a little evil to me or whatever. And I can't really explain it. I'm not here. Again, I'm not a professional in this realm. I'm just following all these dots. And so what we get is Kofefe. 31522 FEFE is, you know, 6565 is 1111. Okay. Now, the 315th day of the year, funny enough, is November 11th. Okay. And what is November 11th? Oh, November 11th is Armistice Day, right? It's Veterans Day. It is the day that they signed the treaty to for World War One as the, you know, treaty to end all wars, right? And so we believe Bitcoin as this peaceful revolution, this peaceful decentralized revolution to where we can end all the wars, we can end the famine, we can end the scarcity, and we can go forward as a human race in a better trajectory if we eliminate the central bankers from this equation. Do you think we are living in a simulation and the reason why these numbers kind of match up is because we're basically in a computer simulation based on numbers? I think there's a good chance this is a simulation. I'm not going to say for <laughs> sure. I'd say I give it about a 50-50 chance at this point. 50-50, but... holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so here's where we get into Q, okay? And so for those oh. that like think they know it's about Q and on, right? This is just a media disinformation campaign, okay? So this anonymous person came online around 2017, okay? They're still anonymous. Nobody knows who they are, Okay. The mainstream media has claimed it was full of people that think, you know, JFK Jr. is alive. And, you know, we accuse Hillary Clinton of drinking children's blood and all this crazy like conspiracies that never actually happened in the Q drops. Um, but what you have is this series of information that talk about possibly this shadow government, this elite group of people that are ruling the world through um you know, controls of institutions and banking and big pharma and our food supply. And so, you know, a couple of years ago in 2017, it's it was pretty hard to convince people of this happening. But now in 2023, I think it's probably a little bit, people are a little bit more open-minded to feel like, hey, like something doesn't seem right. I feel like I need to, um, you know, maybe look into some of these conspiracies a little bit more. And so a lot of this starts with the Titanic. So for those that don't know the Titanic, um, you know, it sunk on April 15th, funny enough, which is our tax day now. But JP Morgan was the builder of that ship, Mercantile Marine or whatever it's called. And he was supposed to be on the boat. Okay. He didn't get on the boat at the last minute. And, uh, you know, the, the, the saying is, is that many people, many important, influential, rich people on that boat were very opposed to the Federal Reserve. Okay. And so what happened? Well, that, that boat sank, um, the unsinkable ship sank. And then, um, you know, you get this series of, of events that happen after that. And so what happens after that, right? Well, we get um, 1913. What happens in 1913? Well, funny enough, the IRS and the Fed are both created in the same year, okay? Within a year later, we're already in a world war, okay? World War One happens right after the Fed and the IRS are created, funny enough, right? They, the bankers need a, a war to, um, you know, get their system to, to come online. And so, after that, you know, you've got the crash of 29. Um, after that, you know, tons of new government, which came in, uh, you know, Rothschild created um, that doesn't fix the problem. The CIA basically blackmailed everybody. 
you know, the country was kind of forced hard left, population to puppets, but certain uprisings by like Kennedy, Reagan, Trump. Now they managed to kill Kennedy, right? But outlast Reagan. And so one of these things that's important to this is executive order 11110, okay? And so, uh, but if you look at this drop, funny enough, this drop, if you scroll in there on that Rothschild owned and controlled banks, there's a series of information, right? If you click on that, um, that was done on 11.11. And funny enough, the drop number is 135. Okay. And so this is all anonymous information that's being put out. It's all done through, it was all done through 4chan and 8chan. All these things are timestamped. All these things are cryptographically secure. Maybe not cryptographically secure, but they're secure in the fact that that ID under there was always referencing that same individual. That individual had a very secret password that only could use and post with that ID. And so what we have is, he named, you know, this entity named all the banks on this day, 11-11, basically said Rothschild owns all the central banks of the entire globe, including the Fed, including the IRS, which are private pieces of property that are immune to U.S. laws. Okay. And so a couple of years ago, people would have been like, that's, you guys are crazy. But now it's like, uh, what's going on with the Fed and the IRS? And so, again, this entity who we still don't know who it is, posted what's called like proofs. Okay. And so what you have is this entity would post something and then like a week or a month later, something would happen that lines up exactly with this entity posting. Okay. And so what we have are hundreds, even maybe thousands of these proofs um, to where things happened after this individual posted. And so what I like to call big Bitcoiners are like mathematical maximalists. Okay. So if a certain event happens after, you know, something else and it happens over and over and over again, at some point there is a mathematical like improbability that that can never be like just a coincidence, right? Like guessing someone's private key, guessing someone's seed phrase, like that's impossible to do as we know, but also some of these similar mathematics go into um, these proofs of this individual posting this information. Now I'm not trying to convince anybody that Q is real or whatever. If you wanna believe your own thing, go ahead. I'm just telling you there's mathematical proof that this entity had something to do with Trump and something to do with this other thing. Okay, that's so when, you're saying, when you're saying Q, you're saying actually this dude who did this posting because I don't know about it. So, but that's what a you're dude, saying. Like, an there's entity, an actual person there or or entity behind or that. entity. Correct. And those yeah. that don't know about the Q clearance, Q clearance is the highest level of security clearance an individual can get at the Department of Energy. Okay, so Q clearance, look it up. It's super secret, top secret, and that is what has to do with nuclear weapons, energy, and all that sort of stuff. Okay, so it could be some you know group of group of people. We don't know who they are. Um, but again, getting back to JFK and executive order 11110. 11.110 was the executive order that um, would back currency with silver certificates, okay, which would remove interest from our debt that was created. Okay, so no longer would the taxpayer have to consistently pay off the interest on the debt to a private corporation, right? The Federal Reserve is a private corporation. They're not federal, they have no reserves. And so we have this executive order 11110 which JFK implemented, and then not even three months later, he was assassinated, right, on 11-22, okay? Now, people can say, well, you know, blah, 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 but RFK, right, has confirmed that JFK's executive order 11-11-0 was, in fact, to rein in the powers of the Federal Reserve, okay? That's a fact. RFK, his, his, um, you know, his, his nephew has confirmed it multiple times at this point, um, but it's there, right? It was there, it was done, and I don't think the bankers liked it, and so right? Maybe they shot him. I mean, you know, Jack Dorsey's talking about the CIA taking out Kennedy. Um, you know, RFK's talking about the CIA taking out Kennedy. I mean, it's kind of like well known that, hey, guys, the CIA probably was involved in um, assassinating a president, which is pretty hardcore, if you think about it. But um, 
let's continue down this. I think what's hole. even more crazy is that the probably the majority of Americans right now are like, oh yeah, and are actually yeah. okay with it. Like, yeah, that's like, ah, well, that just happened. Yeah, but if you look at those, <laughs> I mean, those... we are so we are so jaded now <laughs> that it's like, oh yeah, oh of course they did. You know, it's well, like it's almost domestication. Media has softened the blow, you know, when uh, they made the movie about it and stuff and enough, you know, conspiracy stuff has happened that, of course, it is. You know, it's almost like, oh, uh, we just shrug and, and move on from these, like, actually devastating things. I don't know. It's just, well, it's, it's, it's the domestication of our species, and we'll get into that later, but really it's about domestication and turning us into docile dogs that will never um, fight back. Good, so, as long as I get my pumpkin spice, like, whatever, I mean. alien attack, okay. Right? As but can I still get your... Starbucks? Can I still get my Uber Eats? Please? If I can get but, that, I'm good. <laughs> Bud Lights and football. As long as you keep them entertained well, with bread and circus, like they will never revolt, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, if you look at those two notes, right, there's hundred. There's a JFK bill and there's a regular Federal Reserve note, right? One is a United States note that doesn't have any interest attached to it. The other one is a Federal Reserve note that obviously does have interest attached to it, okay? And so... If you go back and look at what Ronald Reagan did in the 80s, he produced something called the Grace Commission. Just so people who are listening know, yeah. what you're showing there is there, there are two different $100 bills. And Correct. you're saying one of them at the top says United States note. Was this before a certain date? It said that. And then it moved to Federal Reserve note on top of the dollar we know today. How does that work? Yeah. So that United States note was after 11110, right? Uh, mm -hmm. where a, a, there was a time when uh, they produced these bills that did not have interest attached to it. So I actually have one of those bills. Yep. Um, but then after, you know, uh, after he was assassinated and then, you know, the next, I forget even who was after him, but they, you know, he revoked it and turned it back on to, or, or never actually implemented it and then revoked 11110. So, and so uh, now, like, I don't even know, I don't have one in front of me, but a normal bill now says federal reserve note at the very top. Correct. Well, Correct. in the past, after JFK, it, for a time there, it said United States note. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even before 1971, right? Some of the dollars were redeemable in gold, right? Yeah. Before Nixon. Gotcha. Um, wow, that's great. And so now this is just, you know, fiat currency at this point, and it's all interest. Yeah. But to go to your point, um, you know, what did Trump do during COVID? Well, you know, he kind of, you know, he printed a bunch of money, by the way, which is, I think, part of this. But basically, he rolled up the Federal Reserve into the Treasury. Okay, which is kind of similar to what JFK did with this executive order 11110 was kind of like putting the Federal Reserve under the control of the US Treasury. Okay, and so what happened was Trump kind of did this in a nonchalant way while everybody was paying attention to COVID. A lot of stuff happened in the background that people don't know about. They used BlackRock, they used all this crazy stuff. They printed literally trillions of dollars a day to save the economy. Um, but if you go, if you scroll down a little bit more, it basically says like Trump was like the, the chairman of the Federal Reserve at that point because everything was rolled into the Treasury. And so um, it was basically one organization, the Fed and the Treasury. He, he rolled it in together. OK. And so, um, again, that's kind of exact, what Executive Order 1111, uh, Executive Order 1111 did. So Trump and Kennedy kind of did some similar things, but Trump did it in a different way, in a very, you know, kind of sly of hand type of way. And so we get to Ronald Reagan. What does Ronald Reagan have to do with this, G-Money? Right, I get it, right? But um, if you go to um, Executive Order 12608, okay, or actually scroll down a little bit. Well, before that, um, Ronald Reagan came out with this thing called the Grace Commission. Okay, it's Executive Order 120369, okay? And so 369 is also, right, 69 is a 15, it's a 315 to some degree. 
Um, you know, we know Tesla talked about the orders 369 is like the, you know, secret of the universe. 369 is also six plus nine is a 15. And so, um, but what they did in this Grace Commission was they studied how much actual taxpayer dollars went to like public good, right? Went to public service. And so what the Grace Commission actually concluded was that not one single dollar of your tax money goes to any public good or service. Most of your tax dollars, this is in the 80s, guys. This is not like 10 years ago or five years ago. This is in the 80s. Not one single dollar actually goes to any public service. Most of the money goes to paying off interest on the debt. And so if you think about that, like, so if we just have this private corporation printing uh, money. Our, uh, hold on. De debt was not that high, though, in the 80s as it is today, right? The debt is now $31 trillion, I believe. But back in Correct. the 80s. It was much more manageable, so I don't think I, th I think in today, right? You, the interest you're paying on the debt is about a bit a trillion, whereas the debt is 31 trillion, right? So that you, that's a, it's still a small fraction of the overall of the overall debt. Correct, and I I implore and everybody to like and and compared to the GDP, G, I think the GDP of the U.S. is around 21 trillion, right? So if you're paying one trillion of interest to a 21 trillion GDP, it's still still a small fraction. Yeah, but even in the 80s, right, this is a grace commission, you can look it up, right? But the, the thing was, at the end of it, that basically, said like, hey, your tax money doesn't actually go to any public good, right? Federal tax revenue. Um, and so again, this is just kind of more more signal in these Q drops that have, you know, these 153s in it, the September 9th date. And it's talking about, you know, the willingness to participate in possibly like this new network to end this thing. And so 9-9 is another significant date, right? 9-9, September 9th. And that is um, that is when Reagan actually ended the last piece of Executive Order 11110. Funny enough, it took a while longer. There was most of the most of it was eliminated right after Kennedy was assassinated, but then the last piece of that 11110 was actually eliminated on September 9th. Okay, and Ronald Reagan RR, right? We've got this RR thing, which you know we talk about rare rare Pepe, um, which you know is has two r's in it and what does that actually mean but uh let's go ahead and scroll down and we'll get into um uh here it is all right so, we're, so how does how does Pepe um intersect into this um uh, right. this is going to be interesting this is i think what we're all waiting for yeah this is kind of like where this really kind of comes into play because i was a i didn't really know about pepe until um obviously trump tweeted himself as pepe the frog like, I, I wasn't familiar with like matt fury and i wasn't really interested or cared about this frog and then when trump tweeted himself as the frog this is just a thing but it says you can't use meme magic to evoke an ancient yeah. egyptian frog god in order to get elected right and that's where you're wrong kiddo praise keck and so if you look if you talk about keck we always talk about keck keck is 11 5 11 right k-e-k is Actually, every time you say Keck, which is like, you know, Lowell from World of Warcraft or whatever that game was, um, you've got this 11-11 sequence again, right? So, so every time you put Keck, you're actually putting out 11-11. Every time you tweet Pepe, you're putting out 11-11 and 21-21, which we know there's 21 million Bitcoin. And so, G-Money, what does this have to do with Pepe, right? And so Trump actually tweeted himself as Pepe the Frog on October 13th, 2015. This is real, right? This actually happened, Okay. And so what's funny about that is you get a 315, right? And so 315, okay, G-Money, like this is this is a little bit interesting, but like I want to know more, like what does 315 have to do with Bitcoin? What does it have to do with Pepe? Um, but the first rare Pepe, okay, was minted, funny enough, on September 9th, 
right? We talk about September 9th, Ronald Reagan ended the executive order 11110, the last piece of it. Um, but September 9th was the date Rare Pepe was actually minted on the block by this entity named Mike, okay? Even if you take Mike's name, you get a 315 out of Mike, okay? So again, um, <laughs> figure that one out for yourself. But funny enough, Hillary Clinton actually goes on a rampage and calls us a group of deplorables. She goes on to attack Pepe the Frog, and then um, the ADL puts Pepe the Frog on the hate list, okay, just a couple days later. Um, so funny enough, September 12th, right? Rare Pepe's minted a few days before this, September 9th, and then this happens, and then like, Pepe actually blows up. This is the Streisand effect. If you try to ban something, everybody is going to be like, why are you trying to ban this frog? What did the frog do? Okay, so it actually made it way more popular than it initially was. And so we've got the Nakamoto card, right? And so um, we all have eyes and we all have, we all can see what was put on that Nakamoto card. And funny enough, there's a 315 on there, right? Right. Um, so anybody who's not, if you're just in the audience, and, and I, I I knew there were numbers on the card, but I didn't realize it. But underneath uh, Nakamoto's face, there's a heart and then an equal sign, and it says 15. And then obviously the attack, ATK, equals three, and speed equals one, and element is fire, right? So you guys remember that now, but if if uh, you go search the Pepe card, you see it there now. So, And so yeah. when I first saw this, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are, because I didn't even know about Bitcoin NFTs, guys, until like two years ago, okay? So I was a Bitcoin maximalist. I'm like, NFTs are shit coins. Like, I'll never buy an NFT. But I was a huge fan of Pepe the Frog. And I was like, wait a minute, these Pepes were minted on the Bitcoin blockchain? Like, they were first, like back in 2016? And holy shit, I went down this rabbit hole of Rare Pepe and just like completely dived into because I think possibly my, my like general theory is that these frogs, frogs of war, whatever you want to call them, are potentially like artifacts of this battle humanity has been in. And these frogs are kind of this being ingested into the blockchain as an entity, as a spiritual, you know, thing to help our help in our battle of um, putting this into the into the ecosphere, right? Like putting it into the universe of being like, hey, this is our battle. We're frogs. We're going to destroy them. And so um, again, that was minted on nine nine, right? Rare Pepe. Um, and if we keep scrolling down, so um, we just to yeah. get into uh, well, our, if you're going to get into Mike a little bit, um, so what do we know? And this, I, I you know, we obviously know a bunch of people in the Rare Pepe community. We have some listening right now. Um, but do does anybody and raise hands if you do does anybody know mike is mike completely anonymous completely anonymous yeah uh pethonpepe.co is raising their hand uh go ahead You're there, bro. we know who mike is oh you do but that's not important <laughs> it's damien on, it's, it's damien i love Can't it do that shit no way bro uh-uh no no send me the dm right now bro there's no like we know but we can't say stuff. No way. That does not count, bro. Yeah, yeah G Money brought this up last time. What was the well, claim I, that Mike is not a real person, right? No, I didn't say that. I think he's a real well, person. He needs to be doxxed over over G Money's delusions. <laughs> <laughs> I love Damien, by the way. He's a great proponent of the Pepe sphere. Me, me and him disagree on certain things. But again, I'm not I'm not saying I'm right, guys. I'm saying there's a lot of weird connections in this, and it's up to the individual to make their own mind up about it. Like 
I'm not saying, hey, I'm right and like this is this is what's going on. I'm saying there's a lot of weird connections with Pepe the Frog, with Trump, with QAnon, with Bitcoin. And it's up to the individual to be like, hey, after a certain point, there's too many coincidences where this can't be just a coincidence. Well, um, even if we I mean, if we did know who Mike was and Mike turned out to be whatever, it's Joe Looney just being Mike, right? Yeah. Um, it would be really interesting if he was like, actually, yeah, I just I don't know how I chose three and 15. I just did. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've talked to Joe Looney. I've talked to Sean, right? I've Not talked Joe. to um, all of the Pepe scientists. And, you know, nobody knows who he is, right? Nobody's even heard this entity talk or anything. No one's seen his face. From what, all the research I've done, I literally talked to all the rare Pepe scientists. And they're like, nope, we don't know who he is. Funny enough, you know, they needed his approval to put some of those cards, the images, in that rare, rarest book, right? And... Mike contacted Joe Looney and said, Hey, like you need to, can you just sign off this for me? I can't, I don't want anything to do with this. Just you sign my signature. Like other, so there's weird things that like, he was not like nobody contacted him. Nobody knew exactly who he was. And so he's still this unknown person that is still hanging out and is still on the chats. What if um, I told you Mike knew who I was before I knew who he was? Look, I, I don't even think that's important actually. Like I, Mike. <laughs> what does that even mean, yeah. bro? <laughs> What if I told you that I knew that he knew that I knew before I was? What does that mean, bro? What are you talking about? <laughs> Stop right, speaking continue. in riddles, dude. <laughs> let's continue. Let's continue, Jimon. There let's are okay. synchronicities. <laughs> okay. So as we go through this, Mike was responsible for curating the first 1,500 cards. Okay. The Red Pepe scientists were involved, but Mike was the person who directly approved and num or not approved, but numbered each one in the series. Okay. Yep. Funny enough, 1500 card, 1500 is no other than invisible Pepe, right? Mike disappears, whatever, right? Invisible Pepe. Um, actually, yeah, hold, hold right there for a sec. Um, card 315, the 315th card in the rare Pepe series is a mirror of the first card, right? So rare Pepe, right? The 315th card is Pepe rare. It's a complete mirror of the first card, but it has a 315 in it, okay? Series three, card 15, we get Putin Pepe, okay? Now, Putin Pepe, done by the famous Dan Darkpill, which, again, is an unknown entity. I think this entity is very interesting, by the way, who Dan is, because he put out a lot of different cards that I think have significant meaning. And, you know, if you look at these guys, like, you know, when Mike put it out, he put it out as kind of just this equal, like, thing. He's like, hey, I'm going to sell these rare Pepes for five bucks a piece. He didn't really keep a majority of any of the cards. Funny enough, though, he does still have a majority of the supply of Trump Rare, which he created. And so he's got like, I think he's still like the maxi holder on that. He does put them out um, to auction every once in a while. But if you notice, you've got this smug look on Pepe where you've got Trump doing that smug look. You have Now, this look isn't like necessarily uncommon with Pepe, but there are certain other Pepe cards that have this, you know, smug look. And so... Um, just an interesting connection between the smugness of Pepe there. I would say okay. smug Pepe is probably like the most popular. Probably, one, yeah. Or one of them. Correct. Of I would agree. And so what do we have with Putin? What is Putin doing oh, right Pepe now, right? Is... Putin was kicked off of Swift, right? You've got this, this war going on in Ukraine. Uh, Putin was labeled a war criminal on 315 by the Senate. Uh, but really like this petrodollar system, um, you know, is being attacked right now because of all the you know um stuff they've done to right they're kicking people off the banking system which we all know civil asset forfeiture if you can control a nation's money like you can control what they do 
you can control the actions they take just to get back access to their their monetary system. And so, um, you know, what is what is Russia been doing? They've been buying a bunch of gold. Okay, Russia's been actually mining Bitcoin now. They're 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 turning on these miners. And you know, Russia kicked out the Rothschild bankers a while ago, right? He did not allow them to infiltrate his country. And so Putin is kind of a big part of this. And so in this Q drops on November 11th, funny enough, it talks about the NWO and and the you know the families controlled by this. But at the bottom there it says, you know, what if China, Russia, right, are coordinating with POTUS to eliminate the NWO, right? Which is this new world order, Nazi world order, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, we, these are ran by basically the bankers. And Putin was staunchly opposed to these Rothschild bankers, kicked him out. Um, and so, you know, everyone thinks Putin is a bad guy, right? I don't think he's the nicest person in the world, but he also um, is not allowing these central bankers to take over his country. His currency is actually appreciated in value by backing it with gold and refusing to accept um, euros and stuff for energy. And so that's just an interesting sideshow that's happening right now. But it is kind of the the preface of breaking this petrodollar system. Now, funny enough, we still have, uh, we have another Pepe Bitcoin connect here. If you scroll down a little bit more, we have the Russian embassy. The UK Russian embassy tweets out a picture of Pepe the frog on no other than January 9th. Now, why is January 9th important? Well, we know January 3rd, the Genesis block was, was minted. But January 9th was the day, right, that Satoshi Nakamoto released Bitcoin to the world as open source, right? He waited six days. January 9th is an important day, but Pepe the Frog happens to get retweeted by the Russian embassy on January 9th. Okay, just another funny, weird coincidence, right? They've chosen that day. Um, you've got Melania Trump, right? He, she's tweeting happy birthday to um, the Genesis block for the anniversary, right, of the Genesis block. Happy anniversary to Toshi Nakamoto. Which wow, is I've, never seen I've never seen this tweet before. Although she yeah. is also advertising her NFT project and hashtag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag millennia <Yeah>. NFT. <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to note that. Yeah, she, um, you know, she minted her shitcoin on Solana, right? And so, uh, but she wished, you know, Satoshi a happy anniversary, which is kind of weird on January 3rd. Um, but, you know, what else do we know about Trump? Um, you know, Trump is known as the orange man. He's the 45th president. Um and so, you know, this orange flow, we always talk about orange, you know, orange man, orange coin. That's funny. I've never 45. put those together. That is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go back and look what Trump also did during his presidency, he appointed Brian Brooks to the office of the comptroller of the currency. Okay. So in this, he talks about not being a fan of Bitcoin, right? He talks about not being a fan of Bitcoin. And um, if you look at what he actually did, right, he said it seemed like a scam, but he said essentially it's a currency. He literally says in this thing, if you want to play it, um, you don't have to, maybe it's too long, but he says it, Bitcoin is essentially a currency. He said it seemed like a scam, but he also, um, you know, he also appointed this gentleman named Brian Brooks. For those that don't know, Brian Brooks oversaw the office of the comptroller of the currency, okay, that oversaw over 70% of the United States banks, okay? Him and Steve Mnuchin, made it legal for banks to custody Bitcoin, okay? They actually made it legal. Like, you can say all you want about Trump hating Bitcoin, but it was, in fact, his Treasury Department, Steve Mnuchin and Brian Brooks, you can look it up, they made it legal for banks to custody Bitcoin, okay? Um, funny enough, the Kofefe bill, right? The House bill called Kofefe was literally communications over various feeds electronically for Engagement Act of 2000. So it's talking about communications. And what is Bitcoin? 
Bitcoin primarily is a communication system. Okay, if there was this plan by a select group of people to, you know, remove the central banks from the world, they would first off need a secure encrypted communication system, right? Bitcoin is a secure encrypted communication system is really what it is at the heart. Uh, it's also money. It's also, you know, rules of law. It's also a weapon. It's all these different things. But, um, you know, so the Confefe Act also kind of hits here talking about a um, electronic communication system. Okay. Uh, if we keep scrolling down, we get images of Pepe the Frog in the Q drops. Okay. These are images of Pepe the Frog inside these Q drops. And so, you know, it talks about um, national security laws. Why must we communicate this way? Right. Why are they communicating over these frogs? Now, what we have as well is we have this thing called steganography. Steganography is being able to hide messages in images, right? If you have a key to a certain image, you can unlock a message that is primarily for you if you have that key. Um, and so maybe there are hidden messages inside these frogs if you have the key, right? Maybe there's military players around the world that potentially are using these things to communicate different, different types of things. I don't know. This is just a theory. Um, but again, we get a Q drop on October 31st, 2020. And it says, are you ready to finish what we started? Okay, so click on that one because that's an interesting one. And so are you ready to finish what we started? Nothing can stop what is coming is not just a catch phrase. Now, if you look at the first tweet we looked at with Trump, right? On that actual image, it was nothing can stop what is coming. And he's Trump's like, I don't know what this means, but it sounds good to me, right? They're talking about Bitcoin here, and this is directed to October 31st, which we all know is the Satoshi White Paper Day, right? Halloween. Um, that was correct. When I when I when it occurred to me that the White Paper Day was Halloween, I just my brain was like, "What? That's crazy." <laughs> yeah, that that was um, that's kind of crazy. I mean, yes, there are only 365 days in the year, but to do it on Halloween is sus. Sus, Satoshi. What are you doing, dude? Exactly. And so you've got these other things on this drop November 11th. You know, who are the silent thieves? How are they stealing your wealth? You know, bubble crash. Um, and so this again, another 11-11 hit, but it talks about, you know, put an end to the endless 1913 taxation without representation, right? Which we all know is inflation. So funny enough, we're here at 1122, which is the day they assassinated Kennedy. And so it says, I can't wait for the green light. Or it also, this one says, um, death to the triumvirate, right? Which we all know is this group of people back in Rome uh, referred to, you know, the three men holding power in particular um, back when Julius Caesar, um, right, back in 60 BC. Okay, so I, I made this image. This is a, if you want a copy of this, I actually put, I made this image and then I put it on Counterparty. So this is the Kofefe dig to where I attached my journalistic, you know, research attached to this token. And if you guys know anything about Julian Assange, he talks about proof of publication um, in this realm of, um, the blockchain where you can, you know, put things in there that say, hey, like, I've, I put some of this stuff together, it's kind of interesting. And so if you want to pick up that token, you can get uh, proof that, you know, you were part of this or, you know, that, you know, Jake, you are you able to maybe grab this, the link from this page and put it in the, uh, in the chat over there in the, I don't, um, I don't know if I see the X chain link on here. Well, you can just put the, oh, um, it's, the, it's just the article itself in, maybe oh. put it in the, uh, so everybody can go over into the, uh, you know, if you want to retweet the space underneath there in the in the replies, Jake will sure. post the uh, link to the this document we're going through on the live video has all the information, so you can you know look at it at your leisure and uh, dive deeper. Draw your own conclusions. Draw That's your own point here. 
the whole point here is draw your own conclusions, right? Wait, we uh, gotta get. It. I mean, I guess after you're done, but we gotta we gotta get into like Satoshi, Mike. What's going on there? Um, <laughs> yeah, so it looks like we're almost done with this article, um, and yeah. then we'll get into discussion right after. Right. Uh, it looks like there's maybe like two scrolls left. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just Trump dancing, but you know it talks about the green light. Can't wait for the green yeah, light, and so yeah, we're done with that. You can click on the second one if you want as well. Ooh, hold um, on, hold on, buddy. Yeah, First, let's, let's let's take a break. Go ahead. Let's uh let's dissect this for a little bit. So this article, the Kafifi dig, was written March fifteenth, twenty twenty three. You have a second one that was written on September eighteenth, twenty twenty three. So that one was more fresh. We might need another day to even do <laughs> to do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean that, this kind of goes into more um you know about but, kind of you know soft war and Jason Laurie and Bitcoin as a weapon. But if you look at the hash rate, one thing I want to point out actually, if you put, click on the second one real quick, it's kind of an interesting graphic is you can see the hash power basically be flatlined until Trump comes into office and then Space Force gets implemented. So keep scrolling down just real quick. There's a there's a cool graphic there. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, keep going. Yeah, it should be in there. I should have sent this one to you guys. Uh, That's okay. We'll, we'll come okay. back. We, we need another okay. data. It's number okay, two. yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of information there. <laughs> all right, Chima, so, so tell me this then. We, we went through this entire article, right? You're making all of these numerological connections between numbers that are associated with policies that have been uh, pushed that coincide with Satoshi's white paper. Like what is it? And, and Pepe, like what, what is this supposed to tell us? Like, what is, what is like, you put this all together. You spent probably weeks or months on this. Like what, what is, what, what are we supposed this to is all years of, of culmination, but the, the whole idea here, right? The whole like 40,000 foot view is like, Satoshi Nakamoto is just not some random person in his in his mom's basement, right? There is a plan, like there are good guys behind the scenes, whoever they are, that are helping humanity fight back this shadow government, okay? It is up to us, though. Nobody's going to come and tell you, right? Nobody's going to come, hey, hey, a group of good people have it, but you have to have like the no fear, no fucking attitude to go into this and like stand your ground, right? Nobody's going to like, you know, they're going to protect probably some of the red lines, like, you know, full-on nuclear warfare and stuff, but like, it's up to us, we, the people to take our power back. Okay. We have to take our power back as individuals to remove power from the state because the state, like the state gets its power from consent of the government. Okay. If we stop consenting, okay, they are no longer in power. Okay. So this has to deal with insurgency and counterinsurgency, which if you understand military tactics, Okay, we are fighting a shadow government. We are fighting an elite, an elite group of people that want to control every faucet of your life, okay? But we can't just have like some Trump or some ruler come in and be like, hey guys, um, I'm gonna take over everything and like you guys can go back to like, you know, drinking Bud Lights and watching football, right? Because that's that's not the point. That's Nobody's the gonna learn anything. That's it's just the same the thing. thing, right? Exactly. And so what is happening is a natural selection of rebel souls being pulled out of the ethos, Right based upon your mentality and your, um, you know, your, 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 your ability to stand up to this evil, right? It's up to the individual. Nobody is going to come and save you. You have to save yourself. If you want to remove your slave, your, your chains of slavery, you've got to do it yourself, right? Nobody's coming to save you. you. I just want my pumpkin spice latte. I just want my pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, bro. It's hard, man. Look, this is like when, uh, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Um, but it's real. This is really, really difficult. And yeah. we in crypto, 
we recognize how difficult it is. Even the idea, and we talk about the base level, like getting and maintaining your own seed phrases, right? <laughs> Something that is for most people is beyond their capacity, right? So, you know, how can we help, you know, other bring people along into this, um, this mindset of individual personal responsibility and freedom? Uh, it would, it's like the forefathers, the founding fathers of America would have no problem with this. Right. But we've had, you know, 300 years of basically good times have led up to today's society. And it's really, really difficult to, you know, motivate people to do this sort of thing. And it often takes, if we look at the history of the world, it takes collapse of governments and societies for people to regain their, you know, individual strength and, and independence. Um, do you think it requires collapse again, or is this the, um, Bitcoin and this alternative, uh, form of currency is, is possible without collapse? What do you think? Uh, well, we are in the collapse, right? The collapse is already happening in front of us. Um, but again, um, you know, this is a digital revolution. This is a digital 1776, right? When, when those farmers stood up to the redcoats, right? They didn't have a military that protected them. They're like, I'm not going to pay this tax. And so we as individuals have to stop consenting. We have to literally say, you know what? I'm not going to pay your tax. What are you going to do about it? Oof. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to opt out of your system at every level. What are you going to do about it? And the funny thing is, right? It seems like an impossible task, but we don't need that many of us, right? 3.5%, 3.51% of the population is all we need to be successful in a peaceful revolution. And if we stop consenting, and we say, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to take, you're going to, you're going to put me in jail. Guess what? You put me in jail. Um, I'm just going to hold all my seed phrase longer. And I want to get out like whatever, but people have to take that power. This is serious talk though, guys. This is, it's a serious, no, that's serious. Cause we all know the first people over that wall get slaughtered. Right. Well, uh, I mean, maybe that wall has already been put down and we just have to stand up. Right. Maybe, the, maybe it's this abstract fear that's being oh, yeah. put into our, into our minds constantly that has us paralyzed with fear. We need to remove that paralyzation of fear to move forward. But what I'll say is this, right? Like you may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. And so for those that <laughs> don't get the message, right? Like pain is coming to them. I, I'm sorry. Like I wish there was an easier way to, to break this to people, but people won't, will only learn through pain, through inflation, through really hard, um, tyrannical, like experiences before they'll wake up. And so we're just trying to help people wake up before that happens. And we're trying to move this um, into the battlefield of this digital revolution that we're in. So Patrick, Patrick comments and says, I started learning about Bitcoin this year, watching G money and Pepe's and progress progress on rug pull radio and badlands media. It took about six months for me to buy a treasure. Start holding. So there is a Pepe for everyone, just like there's a hat for everyone to wear. Uh, G Money, man, you know, we, we went through this entire article. You know, you're again, you're making all of these relations. It sounds like the kind of the foundation of it is kind of this idea of like mimetic warfare and opting out of the system. But did you really need to put this, you know, extensive kind of article together for everyone to believe that? Is that kind of what the whole idea is to just get this? Kind of idea of pushing back from the man because um this this government um just wants or government just generally wants more control i don't think a lot of people really disagree with that um but we're all is all these connections really necessary to get to that kind of found or that type of belief 
Well, I think what we have to be. Can we I just say one thing real quick about G Money. He is has an incredible. He has a beautiful mind. It really is. It's like <laughs> I love the way he's making these connections, and he's really focused on a certain level of reality. What I would just remind everyone is you can step back even further and further. Like there's more meta here, and the patterns are at you know follow the fractal. Um, you know, philosophy just keeps zooming back and you will see even more patterns, which will encompass his patterns. And, you know, his reality is his reality. Your reality is your reality. Um, you know, Putin's reality is his reality. Um, you know, it, 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 it's a little more, it's it, to, to assume that we understand everything at this point is a little too far, but we can acknowledge all these synchronicities and, you know, it takes minds like G money. Yeah. This, this is kind of what I'm attempting to get at is just kind of getting past all the wordage and just getting to the, the foundation of the entire article is kind well, of, I mean, here's the thing, right? It, it's, we need to be open source and transparent about a lot of different things. And so what I'm trying to do is put together different things that are open source that people can go out and independently verify on their own. And we have the blockchain now to do that. We can now go back and see what happened in the past to be like, hey, what's happening in the future, right? And we've never really had that ability before because everything's been whitewashed, right? History's been whitewashed. We don't know some of the things that happened in the Civil War, in World War One, in World War II, the false flags, right? All this stuff. Now, we can go back like, hey, this, this stuff is weird that was happening in the past, right? It's about proof of publication to where journalists and the media sphere can't overwrite history, right? History is, is, is uncorruptible at this point because of Bitcoin. Um, and so I think it's a very interesting way to um, express in research and journalism, whatever you want to call it, that new realm that we're dealing in, right? Um, I was going to say, I think, I think actually you presented it pretty well. The, the issue typically becomes with like conspiracy theories, like, like this one that you've laid out well yeah. for us today is that like, I have a good friend who is big on conspiracy. A lot of his stuff now has been proven true, like with vaccines and what happened with <laughs> yeah. COVID, right? A lot right. was proven true. But he goes too far, right? If he had stuck to just, hey, the government is, you know, influencing vaccines and blah, 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 he would he would be completely right. But then it's microchips in the vaccines. And he, yeah. he said, so it, it, it goes over the line so that he loses, you know, in his general conversations with people, he loses them because it's un, it's it then becomes unbelievable. Correct. Well, if he had just maintained, you know, this realm of like seriousness about it, um, and just stuck with the hardcore facts, uh, he, he he would be proven right, which he actually was proven right on 99% of the stuff, right? And that's why I try to provide all this proof, because I'm not trying to make claims that are, like, outrageous. I'm trying to say, like, hey, there's, there's this weird... And if you can even go back to the first asset on Counterparty, right, which was minted on January 13th, okay, which was called Test, which we still don't really know who did that, I think. It's still kind of this weird, like, thing, like, who actually did it? But we also have a Q drop that has a test on January 13th, SEC test, okay, SEC. The SEC, funny enough, right, for those that don't know, the Securities Exchange Company, right, the SEC, you know who owned the first SEC? Charles Ponzi, right? Charles Ponzi's company was called the SEC. There's also a Q drop on 113. Funny enough, Counterparty drops test on 113, okay, there's a Q drop that coincides with it. Funny enough, Trump... His NFTs end up being 
1013 by 1013, like a weird graphic square. And I'm like, why did he mint his NFTs with this weird 113 in it? Like, that doesn't make any sense. October 31st is technically a 113, okay? Uh, 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 October 13th, when Trump tweeted himself as a Pepe, is technically a 113. Okay, you, if you play with the numbers, like, there's this circular pattern that's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I, again, I'm not saying I know. I'm saying, like, there's this weird circular repeating number patterns that are happening constantly on the blockchain with Pepe, with Bitcoin, with Trump, with Q, with all this crazy stuff. And I'm just trying to follow it and be like, hey, guys, something's here. Like, if you guys want to help me try to figure some of this stuff out, please. But can, if you don't like it, like, that's up to you. <laughs> can you confirm that Satoshi's million Bitcoin are going to be distributed to rare Pepe holders in the near future? Is this true <laughs> or false? I am this, wondering. <laughs> this is false. This is definitely Oh, false. come on, man. He sacrificed Nakamoto's to Satoshi's wallet. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. And Damien brings up a good point in sacrifice, right? Like a lot of these other um, coins, meme coins and other stuff, there was no sacrifice done to generate them, okay? Counterparty had a pure sacrifice, right? People had to send Bitcoin to a provably unspendable Bitcoin address that was in essence a burn of Bitcoin to create this new system, right? Nobody got a leg up. Nobody got, you know, coins for being a dev or being the president. And so we really have this special system on Counterparty that people don't realize in the other meme coin space, right? They're like, oh, like, well, my favorite influencer is buying this shit coin and they're doing these meme coins. But like, there's no sacrifice there, bro. There's a bunch of corporations pumping a bunch of fiat money through the system. And then they're like pumping and dumping you all the time, right? Like on Counterparty, there is a real immaculate conception with this protocol, guys. It's a very um, freeing protocol. And I believe if we want to destroy their system, right, their, their centrally controlled system, we have to destroy Wall Street. Like Wall Street, third-party entities that are all holding our stocks and trading them and using leverage, they still control us. People need to take assets, equities in their own hands. My hope is that a bond comes out on Counterparty, they release a token, people get paid in like Tether or something, and people are able to support instances of this on a public, transparent blockchain that people can interact on that is just a protocol. Right. There's no open C logins. There's no uh, it, like people can just interact on a protocol. They don't have to like show an ID or verify their identity. Can um, we talk about the protocol, the meta of the protocol real quick? Because I got an idea here that, that came to me wait, while you before we do that. Tell us about he's so just so anybody who's not watching the live stream, you have a 17 on your hat. What's the 17 for? So the 17th letter of the alphabet is Q. OK. okay. And so, uh, well, look, look, like there's that Games of Trump card. There's a Games of Trump counterparty rare pepe that was put out 58 days before q's first drop that has trump riding a dragon over fire that has a bunch of 17s on it the issuance of it was 1717 now that's one of the biggest proofs ever to this entire thing is that games of trump card um and, but like i interact with a guy he says he's from venezuela do, do i know he's from venezuela like i don't know um these are just you know, people you know me i sacrificed seven of those on the same day <laughs> that seven ordinals of games of trump on 721 yeah but ordinals are our ordinals to me aren't like technically a real sacrifice to some degree but hey why, why, is, that? why, is, that? why is that why is that Gimani? let's hear more about that tell me why well i mean putting jpegs on layer one right those satoshis like there's no sacrifice in that you already own the satoshis and so what exactly are you doing but just bloating, bloating layer one? 
Well, look, there's like the sacrifice was in counterparty. Like the sacrifice, you can't you can't redo the sacrifice just like you can't redo the the, the initial conception of Bitcoin. And then it turned into a very popular thing, which was supported by many people. They'd started building things on it. And then and then they're sacrificing, and then everybody's sacrificing higher fees on a regular basis. I got and now the numbers are so high that you feel like your ordinal is not going to matter, but it can still matter. I got no beef with ordinals. I think putting stuff on layer one is probably an important thing down the road, right? But my, my, my thing is there's no there was no sacrifice in these ordinals, right? There was just kind of like money printing in a way because you can't redo that sacrifice, right? You can't redo the Genesis block and have decentralization on a new coin, right? There's no way to do that. Satoshis. Right, and so Counterparty, right, had that sacrifice back in 2014. It was already, you can't redo that immaculate conception. It only happens once. It, um, do you mean sacrifice by proof of burn? Is that what you correct. mean? Yeah, the proof of burn. Sending the Bitcoin to that provably unspendable address is kind of like Our this sacrifice. Or the sacrifice. Yeah. I, look, I, I got no total beef with ordinals. I think eventually it's going to be important for Bitcoin. I just don't see the, the point of it right now. So maybe, maybe I will so at some point. This is everyone to sacrifice collectively is, is what the kind of the problem is a lot of people have, I think. So G might be. Not everybody willing to. Money for for Pepe uh, specifically, do you only focus on rare Pepe or Pepe on Bitcoin, or is this just Pepe the meme across? Because Pepe exists on on all of these other chains. Um, it sounds like the your you know a lot of your theories and and ideology surrounds Bitcoin and, and Pepe, but Pepe does exist on other chains as well. So do you take that into into account or look look into there for patterns? Yeah, no, I mean, the Pepe on the other blockchains, I don't pay attention to. I'm only interested in rare Pepes for the most part. Um, I do, you know, collect some fake rares. I do collect some tanks. I do collect rare Cocos. I think I think the community at all is, is one of the best communities that we have in the space, uh, just because everybody's like in it to like help each other to, for the most part. Like we're all in it to like learn and like not get rug pulled and like help each other out. And it's this really beautiful community that um, I haven't really seen in other spaces. Right. Because you build these relationships with people that you're just talking to people on the Internet. And so this Pepe community is something really, really special. Um, and so, you know, most of it's on Counterparty, though, for the most part. But no, I, I only collect yeah, primarily rare Pepe's. Secure. He's not ta- he's not speaking whatsoever about zero six nine Pepe, the coin. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't do the meme coin stuff. Um, I, I love Pepe Cash. Right. Love Pepe Cash on Counterparty. Love all the rare Pepe's. Um, but no, I think the community itself is full of great artists, is full of great thinkers, is full of passionate people that want to fix a system that is inherently broken. Um, and you know, it's just a group, good group of people. Um, I have my own project, which is called the Pepe project. If you go to pepeproject.com where I've put these journalistic proofs into the blockchain as well through counterparty. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to admit these stuff just because I was I figured maybe I, whatever I figured out will be true one day, right? I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be true. This is exactly what I wanted to tell you about. Look, okay, you got blockchain incentives here come into play with your protocol. You, look, proof of truth is what you're after. What's the truth? And everybody's incentivized to put out their theory. You have your theories. Now you get to put your money where your mouth is, make your piece of art, embed it in the blockchain. If you want it to be like, you know, a high class digital artifact, you make it an early ordinal. Too late. Too late. <laughs> Too late. I'll tell you a fuck's I... man. I got a couple extra. 
Interesting. Uh, so, all right. So, G Money, um, we're definitely going to have to do the other article for another episode, but I, I do want to get your take on this idea of like mimetic warfare. And I do, I will build upon the idea that the Pepe community is one of the, I would say, one of the most brilliant, authentic communities because it spans the entire spectrum. You have Pepe's who believe in conservatism, liberalism, mimetic warfare, right? All types of capitalism, whatever. And that the community can still have these types of conversations, whether you actually believe in it or not, right? The community has been really engaged in this and, and quite interesting. So from that perspective, I think having these types of conversations is probably uh, most suitable for the Pepe community because most people are generally here for an open mind. With that being said, uh, mimetic warfare, it is something that's also been discussed many times in the Pepe community outside of just this conversation. I've seen it since I've been in the Pepe community two and a half years. It's a lot, right? Not... It's like, uh, don't fight. What's it? Don't don't make war, make memes. I think is like the the quote that you see. Uh, what yeah. is what's your thought on just this mimetic warfare, just from its like foundation? Yeah, absolutely. And so memes are an absolutely essential part of this plan because if you think about our media, right, institutions, ninety percent of the entire global media is owned by like six corporations. Okay, so if you have a centralized media complex. And you have to disseminate and decentralize media. The quickest way to do that is sell absolute truths and just an image. Okay. And how do you do that? You do that with memes because you don't need to sell the truth. The truth sells itself. So if you can cut through all the propaganda, all the bullshit, all the, you know, camouflage they put out to try to pollute our minds and you see something, you're like, oh, that's funny. Not only is it funny, but it's true. And so what happens is you get people that the most valuable it, it propagates, right? And so again, it's that sequence in the in the ethos where people start retweeting it. And then what happens is it actually rewires your brain, funny enough, right? Because you're stuck in this propaganda system that you get bombarded with with lies all the time. And all of a sudden you see some truth and you're like, that was funny, and but it also like that makes sense, you know? And so um there's actually, you know, a paper that was written with military memetics, you know, and it talks about, um, you know, a meme is just information which propagates, has impact and persists, right? And so military memetics is actually the application of memes for national security, where, you know, a neurocognitive warfare is actually happening, a revolutionary tool in information war, um, you know, and so it has the ability to like fester like a like a virus and just like, go bonkers all across the world very quickly without needing this centralized media, like, you know, being tuned into the news or being like, you can just look up on Facebook or, or Instagram or Twitter and you see a cute meme or a funny meme and it, it hits hard because it's truth and you don't have to explain it. Like you don't have to send 10 minutes of like explaining this meme. You're like, Oh man, like, um, you know, what is it? Uh, you know, uh, Hunter Biden, like smoking crack with a hooker, like you just like you can make memes of that and be like, holy shit, like this is a president's son smoking crack and banging hookers and like they're getting away with it. Nobody's getting arrested. Like that's funny, but it's true. And it's also like, holy shit, what is happening? And you don't have to like convince people of it and like talk about it over because that's what the media does, right? In order for them to lie to you, they have to say it over again. They have to repeat it on all these different stations and they have to do it constantly, constantly, constantly. Because they have to bombard lies into your head to make it stick. The truth cuts right through all of it, and you don't have to sell the truth. The truth sells itself. It, it was interesting. I, I saw a thing uh, the other day, uh, which talked about you know as we move from 
centrally controlled media. Um, and the, the easiest way to think about it from a government perspective is after World War II, um, you know, Russia basically pushed, uh, if you, you think about it and you think back to the 80s and stuff, uh, they were pushing their ballet, you know, high culture memes like that. And if you remember, like, I don't know anything about ballet. I've never watched ballet, but I remember like Barishnikov or whatever the Russian like was like being pushed. And you didn't think about it at the time, but you think about and, and now it's come out that the NSA was actually paying for uh, Jackson Pollock paintings to be promoted throughout the world. Um, and actually possibly purchased Jackson Pollock paintings to make them appear very valuable. And you learn also that anime, like the birth of anime, was completely supported by the Japanese government. The Japanese government pumped literally millions of dollars, held shows throughout the world for anime, right? We all know anime now, and the large portion of why is because the, the Japanese government basically funded its dispersion throughout the world. And we've moved from that world to now where UI and everybody else has somewhat of a similar voice, obviously not as powered, not as not as well funded, but through memes, we can actually cut through the noise. And and so it's really interesting to see how over the last 80 years this has evolved. Right. I mean, you know, banks control governments. Okay. Governments control people. They know the power of these things. They know that if they lie about it and put it out into their ecospheres constantly they know it'll catch on right because people have no other choice but to but like you know it's funny that we've defeated him with this like silly looking like frog character that like is barely that like intense right it's a it's a very simple drawing in, in essence and anybody can make any you know conception of it and it just it's so low tech and so funny that we're literally beating all their complex billion dollar industries with just a simple draw, drawing of pepe the frog <laughs> I think it's 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 a very biblical, ironic situation. And so, like, we should have fun while we're doing this. And Pepe is the greatest way to do that. Yeah, it is. This whole conversation has been uh, pretty lighthearted and fun. I do want to take a note, right? Everyone, everything that's been said today, um, please use your own discretion if you believe it or not. Again, I think the whole foundation of it is to just have these types of open conversations. And the fact that you can have these types of stuff in the Pepe community in an open forum, I think is, you know, really telling about the authenticity of the community. So G money, man, dude, appreciate you for coming on. I thought we were going to get through two. Holy crap. <laughs> just did one. So we're going to have to, we'll have to go through the second one some point uh, in the future. We'll let everyone kind of decompress this. Uh, I think without a doubt, the community obviously loved this conversation. We had almost a hundred people in here. At one point, nice. I think the most active, video live streamers that i've seen in quite a long time so there's obviously some interest here from the community so appreciate you for coming in and, and sharing your time man yeah thanks and so if you guys want to catch me you can catch me on rug pull radio we do it every thursday nights on rumble at 10 30 p.m um but really like the last thing i want to just say to everybody is like this isn't about politics like you don't have to like trump i'm not trying to convince you to like trump um this revolution is is non-political right this is a, a battle of our species for freedom Okay, and so it isn't about politics, right? I could care less what color, what race, what what political um, you know entity you come from, but I would love to partner with you on battling these guys, these insurgents, these shadow government um, to provide freedom for everybody. So not about politics. Let's all get along and let's beat them at their own game. What you just described sounds a whole lot like crypto, man. So uh, yeah. I'm on board 100%, man.
That we absolutely right are. Don't don't make wars, make Pepe's. Again, uh, for those that don't know, we host this show Tuesday through Thursday at eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time. No show tomorrow. Um, we're uh, we're down in America celebrating with our families. So please, if you're here, if you're in America or not, dude, celebrate with some turkey, uh, some freedom, make some Pepe's. We'll be back on Tuesday next week, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time. Make sure that you follow everyone on stage. Myself, Adam, Chris, the Emblem Vault account. We work over at Emblem Vault. Appreciate uh, the planet. Pepe, who's on shit, who's on stage, and G Money. Pepe, he's somewhere um, in the crowd. I don't think he joined us on stage, but I did pin the article underneath the chat so you could go read that or just type in G Money Pepe. That's his handle and follow him. And until next time, guys, dude, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Thanksgiving wherever you are. And uh, we will see you back on Tuesday. Cheers.